Welcome to Us and My Life. Love you and I, cause I love you so much. Oh, 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 I just love you. I just like help, help. I just like help. I just like you too. I just like you. I, 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 I just love you. Happy New Year! I love you. Say goodbye. Just going to school, and that's okay. Yum 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 yum. I just love you. Well, I gotta tell you something. I love to hear Ariana. That's Ariana uh, Stanley. That speaks to us from Minnesota, and uh, she is just a wonderful young lady. Um, I think she's in third grade now, Mariel's correct me, but she is just an incredible creative individual. We met her this summer. She was in Buffalo, and uh, she was on stage with the other scouts that said the Pledge of Allegiance on Memorial Day, the service that was held at, uh, down at the waterfront in Buffalo Naval Park, and she represented the passing of the guard to the next generation about how we're passing, what being an American's all about. Well, I want to welcome you to today's show. My name is Ron Clayton, and this is the Optimized Life show, radio show. It's on a platform called Blog Talk Radio. And today we're going to talk about the history of that. Really what we are, Monday is Hometown Heroes Day, and the organization, the Hope Collection, founded by Dr. Joel Griffin, my great friend and his wife, Artis, who has, by the way, joined us on the call today. And we welcome you to the show. Artis, what we want to do today is we're going to have some people that are going to share some different aspects of what, who and what and Joel Griffin is to all of us in our life. And so we want to thank you because it's because of you that we're able to carry on. We're carrying on the legacy of the Griffin Hope Collection Foundation program. And as I said, my name being Ron Clayton, I was at one time became the president of the organization. Then I stepped back as an advisor for a couple of years. And then um, when the opportunity came for me to come back into the organization as a president and guide it, um, I was out of approval. We decided to do that. Besides, no one else would take the job. Um, I met Joel Griffin, and it's important that you understand who Joel Griffin is, and I hope we accomplish that today. And a number of people are going to jump on throughout this call. I'm going to kind of lead some things off. I'd like to start by saying a prayer and lead it in this way, and I hope you'll join me. Dear Heavenly Father, this day is a day of blessings. We're celebrating the birthday of Joel Griffin, his coming to birth in this earth, and what he did, his time here, and the impact that he made then and he's still making today. When I met Joel Griffin, I met him in a, a, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend's house. And he pulled in. He was driving a 40-foot Cadillac Fleetwood. Um, I can't remember. the guy. Galligan. It was this long red Cadillac with a white top and had velour interior in it. Back were, I'm just telling you, just it was a mile long. And he pulled in, got up. Now, <laughs> Joel's six foot four. And he gets out of the car, and he's wearing a powder blue sport coat. He's got mod, Madras. Remember the Madras, Madras back in the 70s? That was a big thing to have Madras pants. He had a white buckle, gold buckle belt on his, 
the eagle on his belt. He had white shoes on. Considering we were at a place on the edge of the lake where it was flooded every year, and we were walking on boards to get into the house of those people. And this was not the country. It was just on, on seaside of Lake Pataka. But I met Joe Griffin, and he impressed me. Not just he was tall. And yes, he's a tall, good-looking guy, and he was confident. He was confident. And he had come to sit down and share what I call the principles of free enterprise, ownership of business. He came to share with us and anybody that was invited with the, what the great opportunities to be an American and how you can take your life and grow what you are and become something and make, make your dreams come true. And so Joel spent that evening sharing those things with us. And uh, we later joined him and uh, him and Artis, and that started a 40-year adventure. And in those adventures, I, I came to know Joe personally and Artis. I can't say Joe without Artis. I'm sorry. You're going to hear me say that all the time today. Because they were together. Like Joe, I married my wife-to-be with her, and I know he felt the same way about Artis. And they were an incredible couple. Uh, they were like the couple on the top of the wedding cake, except in this case, it was real. They lived the honeymoon. They lived the world, traveling the world, touching lives. And Joel, that you know, when we first met, we used to go once a month. We would gather together with other business people, like-minded, and we'd get together at a school or a college or high school or an event. I remember one time we were in um, down in. Um, uh, Elmira, New York, we were at the Mark Twain Center. Great friends of ours, uh, Sharon Anderson and her husband, Don, they were there, and they actually had reorganized, or they had organized the whole revitalization of the Mark Twain Center in Elmira, which is a theater and a community center. So we were there for a big event that Joe and artists were honored at, and we were there, and they shared their story. And I learned how artist said that when they met, she was working, she was in school to be a teacher, and she was working in the summertime, and, you know, teachers have off, they have a vacation, remember? And so she ended up working uh, a Dutch oven, I think it's called, it was like, you know, like a pancake house, and she was waitress there. And Joel used to work, he was at 7-Elevens, and he, he was the big guy, so he got to carry those big trees of roofing materials, and the housing developed their, their place, he roofed or putting new roofs down. And that's, Joe and I got started. They were driving this. At that point in time, they were driving, I believe it was a, Joe had always drove a Volkswagen earlier, but when they got, about the time they got married, they had a wonderful air-conditioned Mustang. Now, the reason I say it's air-conditioned, I know in the back seat it had air-through, drive-through, because the whole through the <laughs> rust was that big. So they were like just your, you, you, you know, they had all the drapings of being an incredibly successful couple. And you know what? You better not judge someone like that. Even today in their lives, someone could be starting and they're not where they could be or they weren't where they were going to be. And so Joel, with this tremendous attitude, he was an athlete. He was all the things that I always wanted to be. He was a basketball, star basketball player. And, uh, then later on, as a teacher, he became a star coach and led teams to championships. And, you know, he was the mathematician. He went and got his Ph.D. in math. Now, I, they pushed me out of high school. I wouldn't have got out without my math teacher putting at least a D on my, on my report card. 
because I needed to get out of college. Go to, I wanted to go on to go to college. Well, I couldn't get there if I couldn't get out of high school. Well, thanks to my math teacher, like Joel, I was able to get to the next level. Well, Joel shared, I remember one time he said, well, you know, I did things he taught, all kinds of math. And then one time he said, well, I taught geometry, and he never used that. Well, that was the one thing I did use that he taught that I knew. Geometry, because I was in display work, printing, where I make out of cardboard flat sheets of paper, print on it and make displays. Well, the reason what's important about that is Joel taught me to look at areas that you've been successful in your life. And you need to brag on yourself to realize the value in the community, in your world, and how you touch lives. Joel came to my house one time and sat in my kitchen. We had just bought a house. And um, we're sitting in the kitchen, and we had been apart for a couple of years, and then we got back together, and uh, we relaunched our business with him and Artis, and things just went great places. But Joel sat down, and we started talking about by being a Gideon. And I was a Gideon in name only. But, you know, Joel challenged me. We talked that day. And when he left the house, I assure you, I wasn't the same. He caused me to focus to focus for the first time on what it meant to be a follower, what it meant to be a servant, what it meant to be someone that you could rely on. And much of who I am, Kim, because Joel challenged me to be that better person. And so I'll start out this the call today with talking to you how Joel and Artis impacted our lives with just marriage, and it opened up a world of adventure. But most importantly, by the way, somebody's making a lot of noise. Would you mute your phone, please? You're scraping, doing distance or something. Please please shut your put your phone on mute. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, guys, Joel taught us that I'm going to start pushing buttons to mute mute everybody until I get quiet. It's gotten quiet. Thank you. I really don't want to turn the mics off because I want everybody to feel like you step in and talk. But if we don't get rid of this noise in the background, I've got to do it. And we're not there yet. So, guys, Joe and Artis came into our lives. They, they formed a friendship, and I want to start where the most important thing was. And I'm going to say this right now. I started to ask if we could do a prayer, and I want to do that. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you on behalf of all of us who were, came to know Joel and Artis Griffin and who were touched by their life and by their spirit and their walk. Lord, you uh, use them to teach us how to be closer to you and how to walk a life of servant, being a uh, servant leader. And you taught us through him and Artis for us to become better. We can expect more from ourselves that we could take the challenges that we are having in our life and turn them into positive things instead of being controlled. They taught us to think in a way that would allow us to be free-thinking people, that nobody owns us, that we can make decisions to move our life forward for the benefit of our family. And then they helped us do it. It was one thing to tell somebody that. But they turned around and they actually, over time, and all kinds of experiences shared there with us. 
Joel was a, not only was a great leader, a teacher, uh, taught math and uh, high school math, and uh, he was a coach. And I shared this message a while ago. There's some people on this call that will remember um, that I shared this story that Joel never was a coach. And, you know, you always have tryouts. When the school year starts, you have tryouts, and you want to get the best guys to play on the team so you can have a winning season. Well, Joel never had tryouts because in the spring when school was ending, he would get a, a basketball company to give him free basketballs. And he would divvy them out to the kids that played basketball. They wanted to play and they wanted to be on the team next year. And he'd give them a free basketball under one, this was a rule they had to do. They put their name on it, number one. And then in the fall when basketball tryouts started again, they had to bring the ball back. And when they brought the ball back, the kids that came back with the ball that the name was worn off, they got a uniform. And the kids that brought the ball back and it's still nice and fresh and the name was pretty, he'd say to them, he wasn't mean, but he just said, guys, go have a nice back to school and you can be great. We need fans. They weren't on the team. See, Joel always sent out all the time, and he never stopped doing this. Dude, the last day I know Joel, he always challenged me. He always challenged us. And he would give us thoughts and things that we should do. And if we did them, great. If we didn't, he didn't say anything. He didn't. The other aspect, there's two sides of this. Joel never judged. He expected, but he never judged. And so on a day-to-day basis, I'm trying to pride myself to try and be in a position when we're talking with, as we talk to each other, what we're doing is we're sharing ways to help improve each other, improve each other's lives and touch other people. And I would ask that you would do the same thing. And I'm going to take a moment because I need to take a little break. As Len Kane would say, I need, I've got to take a nice tea break here a second, guys. Someone like this else would like to step up and say something um, about Joel and how you maybe he interacted in your life. Go ahead. Well, thank you for the introdu- introduction there, my good good friend Joel. Is a wonderful, wonderful friend. And Joel Gripping, God bless him. Sadly, he was called by uh, back to the good heaven with a cancer problem that he had, but he was a wonderful man. Big, tall, handsome, wonderful personality, bright as can be. His doctorate was in mathematics. And he went to college, Mansfield University up in Pennsylvania. And he went to school with my high school football coach. Small world that it is, I didn't get to meet Joe 50 years later. But when I did, what a wonderful relationship we established. And, of course, you, you hear the story about him. He was a senior advisor to three of our presidents. And what he did when, when he, we got together, he looked at the Golden Rule Society charity, which I had founded, founded uh, 51 years ago, and he became a senior advisor to our Golden Rule Society charity. And we've been helping children, churches, charities, nationwide, worldwide, for all these many, many years. And he was influence, influential in helping to make it a better world. And with his help and good guidance, we ended up with five nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize. And they told me that in 2014, 
we were number two in the world, runner-up. And we said, well, we don't want to be runner-up. We want to get to be number one. And that's why we keep trying. We, we keep working at it because it's an art, wonderful, wonderful challenge. And I'm glad that you people are here listening. And if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, write this down. Because what you want to do is, after the show is over or even now, tell your friends that they shall get here to learn all the wonderful opportunities that they can receive free of charge. And I jokingly tell people when I say, welcome aboard to the radio show, now watch my lips. They all laugh because it's a radio show. But I tell them, I got your attention. And the point I'm going to make is we're not selling anything. So you don't have to worry about that. These are gifts for you, from us, to make you a better world, a better life for you and yours, your family, friends, neighbors, churches, charities, whoever. It's all there. So here's what you want to do. Here's our website. And you know how it goes. It's Society. And that's all one word, no spaces in between. GoldenRuleSociety.org, O-R-G. Simply means we're a charity, both nationwide, worldwide, founded here in California. And like I say, 51 and a half years ago, um, uh, it's just wonderful stuff, and it just keeps us busy, helping to make it a better world. And when you get to the website, you're going to find gifts for you. And I can go down the list, and I will do that. But I want to get that to Mr. Ron Clayton. He's a leader of the organization. He has filled in for Mr. Joe Griffin when, uh, when Joe was called back home to the good Lord. And there he is, and uh, he's going to have a sip of coffee, and I'm going to do the same thing. Ron, over to you, sir. God bless. I'm just honored to be here with you, and I'll jump in and tell all kind of good stories about Ron and everything that's going on. So, well, thank you, Ron. Joel Griffin, I mean, Ron, take it out. Um, I'm here to help. Over to you, sir. Well, one of the things that I think is so great, Glenn, that you and Joel met through another third party that neither of you knew before and you and this gentleman his name is Burl Walk. Most people in America have no clue who this guy is or was. Uh him and his father founded a couple companies that you might have heard of back in the sixties and seventies. There was a mag a magazine called T V Guide. Remember you used to have to go and see what your programs are. It was a weekly, monthly magazine. One of the largest published magazines ever made. Well that was Burl Walk. Also, when you go to the grocery store, <clears throat> you buy a can of tomato paste or whatever, peanut butter jar, there's a barcode on it. And so the idea of conveying information about that product, who bought it, which would be you if you're buying a jar of peanut butter, they know who you are, when you bought it, how often you buy it, because they've got, once they barcode it, they know where that company, where the can was sold or bar jar or whatever it was. They trace traffic patterns of purchases. They still do it today. And now you're going to start seeing, even on your TV, 
the next step, phase growth in the barcoding information gathering is a QR, and that's up on the screen, and you put your phone up to it and capture information. Well, the point is that we have tremendous ways of um, uh, reaching people, getting communications. Well, anyways, Len was on, Burl used to have what's called Burl's World. And uh, a number of famous people used to be on that show, show that Burl held. And he created the very system we're using today called Blog Talk Radio. That was an invention of Burl Walk. And so now it's grown. In fact, what's become so popular in the world are these video companies like Zoom and Talk Fusion, and there's others. But now you can communicate with the video as well as audio. And so we're improving the way to communicate with each other with more and more technology. Going back to Burl Walk, he used to say his famous words are making a better world. And so that's why Len and why Joel were attracted. I know another person that joined joined them was introduced a guy named Rick Reese. And there are many people on this call today that know uh, Rick and Brenda Reese. And there are a couple that today have a world of influence and people, thousands all over the world. And Rick was a, uh, he himself was another hero, military. He's the one, if you have a GPS on your phone or in your car, understand that without Rick Reese, you wouldn't have that because he was the officer in charge of putting the satellites up, the 11 of them that uh, go around the world so that we can get to our next stop without getting lost. Of course, I still do. But you can thank Rick Reese for that. And Rick went on to become an incredibly successful uh, individual uh, as a community builder during Katrina when it went down. Uh, Five thousands of families lost their homes. Five hundred families moved from Katrina, New Orleans, to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And Rick was in charge of, became manager for United Way, the program to resettle 500 families and their kids, getting jobs, getting homes, getting life, rebuilding lives of people. Is that not being a servant leader? By the way, Rick didn't even have a salary there. But, you know, he had done had the foresight, and uh, he had the opportunity to become involved in the travel industry. And like everybody else he does, he rose to the top. Him and Brenda put together a team and built a very, very successful worldwide business. All pointing back, and by the way, he and Artis and Joel and Brenda, they became friends, and they knew Brenda with each other. And as a result of that, Joel actually introduced Linda and I to Rick and Brenda. He got on the conversations. Joel would always, always be looking to help connect people to make things happen. He was committed to that 24-7. No matter where you were, he was always offering something that was going to benefit somebody else. That was what? That was Joel's wife, a servant. He learned that from his mom and dad. See, the roots, and talking about Joel Artis, you've got to talk about his mom and dad. You know his mom. Her name is Hope. Even if you never met her, she's touching everybody's on this call. Her, your life has been touched by the spirit and the love and the, just everything there is about being a great person. Hope actually led a group of people. She was an artist. She actually shared her painting and went around the world with 
guy named Norman Norman Rockwell. You know, well, that's not paid by number, folks. That's world-class being an artist. She also was a concert pianist, played at Carnegie. You know, this was a mom. If you had a mom as a teacher, if, if you had a mom like that, I would think you grew up in an environment. His father was the head of the superintendent of schools in Corning, New York, was asked to be the first department of the head of education for the federal government. You know, to have parents like that, they set examples. They didn't talk about doing things and helping and be servants. They did it. So it's no wonder that Joe an artist became the same. An artist, her father was a pastor. And Walt was an incredible, incredible man. That He worked in the private sector and sales and newspapers and was a manager, sales manager for a Corning newspaper. And he was a great leader. He was also a pastor. So so folks, what I'm trying to say is that Joel's roots really show what he grew into as a young man, as an adult, about being a leader and about trying to help someone. I said before, I asked before, is there anybody else there? Well, we've got, I have to tell you something, the, the, the head... I have a dashboard, and everybody that's called in, there is a mile-long long line of people that are on the call. Every single one of you, I've got your mic open. If you'd like to take a moment and share something about what you know about Joel and how he touched your life or you saw him touch others, would you step up to the plate here and just share a moment? I would appreciate that. Well, good afternoon. Can I be heard? You sure can. Good afternoon, Kim. Well, good afternoon there. Right. And hello to um, my brother, Lynn Kane there, and the captain of sound. <laughs> and good afternoon to you and Linda and Rick and Brendan, everyone, and all the listeners. I wanted to come on quickly and and just so thankful to be a part of the celebration of Mr. Joel. I'm going to call him Joel because I am his sister, and I am a part of the Hope Foundation. I am a part of the Hope and the Golden Rule Society Movement of Kindness. I am a participator in the community work towards all the changes that Mr. Ron spoke of, um, I come with uh, five members of, of Orange Vortex uh, travel team as we have joined in on that. I would not be here right now uh, without the participation of Joe's work. I would not stand here for what the foundation and out scriptures of these uh, organizations and joint have successfully uh, been a border for us as we were looking to improve ourselves, our community work, our, our character, our knowledge, and, and, and just spring forth in doing more than we even thought we could do. Um, if you do visit these email lines, I mean these WW lines that's been given out, take us just stop and see. If it fits you, it's for you. If it's for you, it's going to help you. And if it's helping you, that means you're helping more people. We do this voluntarily from our heart. And then, and then at the same time, there's pipelines to help you um, 
support your family as Joel will want it. I'm grateful today. Happy birthday, Joel. Happy birthday, Joel. Happy birthday to you. And we thank you, and we thank everyone that has participated and followed your scripture, followed your your path and your belief and your love in helping uplifting the world. I'm just there's just no words that I can explain. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good family. And um, as Ron and them say, you know, anyone, if this fits you, then I look forward to you joining the family as well. There's ways to support you and your family forever as we give out our hearts to the community in kindness and in love and, and bring these programs of kindness into the schools with the children where they have stripped all this energy and love come from. Definitely the point of foundation of Mr. Joel. We can go on and on. You see who's on the panel uh, showing him love. That speaks for itself. Thank you for letting me uh, speak. Um, I have uh, this Victoria on the line. There's uh, Soleil on the line. Uh, the line is open. Uh, thank you very much. I pass the mic. Thank you so much, Kim, for that privilege. Hi, may I be heard? You sure can. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Uncle Ron. Hi. Um, I wanted to edify Joel and all of his words, and I got a chance to listen to everybody. Um, um, give so many different, say so many different, like positive and um beautiful things about him. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I know that you carrying out his works and um his will for his vision. Um, is is really really beautiful, and I'm absolutely um, I'm really happy to be a part of um, something so powerful. Um, Paradise wanted to she wanted to sing Happy Birthday a quick a Happy Birthday to um, Joel. Happy birthday. Okay, I'm just very shy. I don't know why. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, you can see there's a lively group over there on the um, you know, west side of uh, Buffalo, or almost to West Seneca, and uh, they they are full of energy every day, and they're building a family organization so that they can carry on, and they're great servants. They love the Lord, and they demonstrate that, and they're not shy. By the way, you notice artists are pretty good singers, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm curious. I know Mary has family. She has helped organize this. She, she has actually taken the the radio show, show 
that was called Optimize Your Life on the blog radio show. I've explained to you about the roots of where where it came from, and then Joel carried it on, and we formed our own show called the Optimize Your Life show on blog. And now Mary has taken it because we're a technical genius. We're now operating this program on 15 different platforms going around the world. And, you know, so people can, they may not be on our, our um, dashboard so I can see who they are. We welcome them to the show every day because we get people that are calling in and listening in, and sometimes they listen to it at an archive because every show is recorded. So you can send somebody else to the show if you want to say, hey, they honor their, they honor their roots. We, we never forget those who helped us contribute to make things better. I would tell you about a gal, and I'm not sure if she's on the call today or not, Sharon Anderson. She's a dear friend of both Linda and I. Her and her husband, when Linda went through cancer a few years ago, Don and Sharon, they live a couple hundred miles from us. They, they flew up in his plane, and uh, they came to visit us and take Linda to uh, uh, the wind shop because Linda had gone through chemotherapy and lost her hair. So Sharon and Linda got together and conspired, and Linda always wanted to be a redhead. She's blonde. Anybody knows my wife? Blue-eyed, blue-eyed, blonde hair. Well, she wanted to be a redhead, so she got a redhead wig. And I'm not talking strawberry blonde. It was the brightest red. Well, I couldn't get to be with them because my boss said I couldn't leave the office that morning. So at lunchtime, I went to meet them. Don and Karen took one thing. They ended up getting a red, 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 red hair. I didn't even recognize her. She was sitting in the restaurant. And the reason I say that, we still know she found the picture of Linda having in my senior that day. My mouth was wide open. I didn't even recognize her. But Don and Sharon shared that moment because it was a moment, it was a low point in our lives when it was hurting medically. Uh, she was in the process of getting chemotherapy and getting better. But Don and Sharon, she was went on to become the president after I stepped down and ran the, the Hope Collection for several years. And, you know, we we used to travel together with them. I remember the story how Don and Sharon were best friends with Joe and Artis. And the, Don took Sharon up on the plane for a date. And on the first date, Sharon pulled the plug on this. She thought she was doing something, opening a window or something. She pulled the plug on the fire extinguisher. And can you a picture that are up there in the sky and the plane and the whole fire extinguisher explodes? Now they got married, guys, and they've had a long, had a long, loving marriage. But I, I tell you what, I don't think let Don let Sharon sit in that seat by the by the fire extinguisher anymore. <laughs> but you know, it's one of the things that we laugh well, about. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. I never, I, I, in my behalf, I was pulling my seat back on his request. And it was under the seat with the fire extinguisher. And I pulled them both. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a minute here. Um, I met informally met Joel and artists on our first social gathering as freshmen at, at Mansfield State College. And that's the night that Joel and artists met. 
and um, I watched them all through school and never missed a basketball game with Joel, who was such a star on the basketball team. And Artis was such a great musician, and I, I, I always admired them from afar. They, I knew them, but really wasn't really close to them, but I knew them, and I knew they were a class act. And um, you could always depend on them and their word. And then when we had the opportunity to work with them in business and really spend quality time with them, whether it was in the air, flying the plane, and watching Joel take a lesson and being nervous watching him take a lesson, and, and, uh, and flying to different places and eating together and spending time together, it was just precious, precious time getting to know his family, his kids, and just becoming family. And um, uh, it's just, you know, and Artis and I are as close today as ever. And it's been a long, long journey, a wonderful journey. And um, I've learned so much. And probably we would not have had the marriage we had without their guidance. And I'll never forget the day Joel looked at me. I was always rolled backward, and he looked at me and says, Sharon, you are enough. Those words made my life change. And um, anyway, so bless, bless Joel, bless Artis. Um, she and I are in business today yet, and it's just beautiful. So, And the Hope Collection, it was my honor to be able to serve. And I just think that, Ron, you are doing a fantastic job. And, Jess, I'm so glad that you took over and you're doing such a great job so continue on thank you Sharon, Sharon thank you so much for coming to, today I, and joining us go ahead Linda I want to just um, piggyback on what, what Sharon said because of meeting Joel and Artis it's such an early part of our marriage it had really there um what they have shown and how they live just really helped us shape our marriage. Um, it was going to be 50 years next April that we've been married. And the lessons that were taught by Joel and Artis just shaped our lives. And you couldn't ask for better people to um, to take the time. And, I mean, Joel, the patience. Joel has the patience of Joel. <laughs> but, um, but just the um, watching them, um, it, it's not sometimes as much as what somebody will say, but how somebody lives that makes the greatest impression on you. And Joel and Artis have always been um, made such a wonderful, positive impression on us and really taught us what it takes to, um, to be a team. And so I just want to add, add that, you know, um, you know, we just we just celebrate you guys um, for the positive impact that you've made in our lives. Amen. Amen. Canicorn. Canicorn. <laughs> you know, it's funny, Sharon Anderson. So many people ask me a lot of times. I'll, I actually say that term. Very often, because people, when you when the music comes up, when they're going to do, we're going to do something, 
And I know it can be done. But maybe they've got a little, not doubt, but they're not quite sure. And I, my always answer to the whole thing is can of corn. And they ask me, well, well, well what's that mean? It's can of corn. It means it's nothing. You can do it. You can. It's there. Just like you go over there and get that can of um, uh, Green Giant corn. You know, it's a can of corn. And so we like to think that the world's given full of challenges, but it's a can of corn to beat it because we have faith. Joel used to say, you know, he named the organization after his mom, Hope. And Joel is always saying, Christ, hope is Christ. And you see, when you hand out a car, we have a gentleman that calls the show on a very regular basis. His name is Derek Valero. He lives in Tennessee. I've never met him. Yet I know him very well. And we share a lot of common things. And he has a desire to help people. He, everybody on this call, Derek Valero buys Coke carts. He orders them from, we have an account with Vistaprint. You can order them anytime you want. You can order 10 or you can order 1,000. But he orders cards. And his Bob Oakley orders them for him. And then he gives them out. And he'll call me and tell me almost every other day I get a note from Derek saying, I gave out a card today. I gave out a card today. I sent a card today. Derek is a human agent for passing out hope cards. And you realize when they get that card, someone gets that card, he's passing them a doorway to open up for their salvation and for their life. And that's what we do every time we take an action and represent the whole collection, that we're out to touch lives and make a better world. And it's just a privilege. I'm just honored to be a part of it. And um, it evolved the day, the day. Just share an example. The day Lynn and I, we were going to stop at Joel and Artists. We were out well, out east in New York, and we were coming home, and we stopped at their home, which at that time they lived in many homes, many places, but they lived at Bristol Harbor, and they had a condominium overlooking Canandaigua Lake. And we ended up staying overnight there. We hadn't planned on it. We hadn't packed to stay overnight anywhere. But we actually were stopping to pick up a product order of things that we had ordered for run our business, and we used to have to go see them to get it. So we did that, and, of course, they invited us in, and, you know, one thing turned into another. Well, Sunday morning, Joel and Artis had decided that they were going to form the Hope Collection, and they had the formal forms from the state. You have to file 501c3 to get me accredited, and when you do that, you're putting your life on the line. You're offering to serve other people in the formal sense. Joel had been doing it all his life. Others have been doing it all their lives. And, you know, so we were there with them, and we got to witness the signing and the beginning of the Hope Collection. Well, you know, I said we didn't have any clothes because we hadn't, we hadn't planned on staying at Joel and ours and, and overnight. So what happens is we didn't have any clothes either. So Joel gave me a pair of slacks, gray slacks. I still have them. <laughs> I still have those flags And I do wear them I did them too recently uh, He also, you know, I always remembered and, and I remember I had a time to share A story about Joel How he built his team How he built teams of people all his life And I always shared the idea The concept of how he did it He built a team and never had tryouts And he had a worldwide team 
I know. And we have, the point is this, folks. I want to. I said it on purpose. Yes. Well, I say it because people, what we're doing in life, every time we meet someone, is what we can do. What we can do is that we're conscious and we are deliberately looking to see if we can help them. We have to deliberately sense how they feel, what they think, and learn about them, and then you can become involved in helping them some way or another. We have what we call, Rick Reese calls them tools. We have a toolbox. And in our toolbox, we have different things and tools that could be a methodology of creating income. They could be a methodology to get more education. They could be a methodology to have better health. They could be a, a, a program if they need housing. They need faith. Maybe their faith level in life is, Lynn and I, we had faith. We believed God there. We believed in God. We believed in Christ. He lives. But so did the devil. What Joel and Artis taught us that there's a real person in Christ that we could get. Boy, oh boy, did that change our lives. And I'll tell you, as a testimony to that, that's why we're here today. And I'm sure there's <laughs> others that could share that same story. <laughs> can I can I just interject with one thing? Um, I know Mary Stanley had um, had not met Joel, but because of this platform that Joel put together, um, she was able to archive and listen to um, some of Joel's, um, you know, some of the shows, you know, from. You know, a number of years ago, Mary. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you just share about um, how, what your knowledge of Joel is, just from listening to the archived um, um, Optimize My Life shows? Um, when I started with you guys, I ended up in a rabbit hole, and what I wanted to do was find out who the man was. I heard the legend. I've been hearing the legend for a year, you know, for a year now. So what I did is I went through all the old radio shows. <clears throat> I went on to Facebook and YouTube and pulled up a lot of his videos so that we could keep what he wanted the same and expand it. And from what I've gathered from what everyone said and from all of his old radio shows, was he was a man that was driven to make the world a better place. And he took one simple concept of paying it forward, put his own twist on it to not only help you, but help pass it forward and help others and keep that cycle going into another rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and that was phenomenal for me to see, you know, so many people, you know, want to do something and they'll just throw money at it or they'll do, you know, do a half-hearted attempt at it. But this man did everything he could and connected how many people to be able to change the world. And slowly and surely it will happen. It's just going to take some more time. And that's my goal as we add the social media aspects of it. We've increased 
the platforms we're on to bring that message and how just simple little things that you do every day can change that person and help that one person. And in return, that person helps another person and it keeps going. You captured it, Mary. I'm trying. <laughs> I get a lot uh, of help with that aspect. <laughs> I've got Mary? a lot of background noise going on. Uh, I'd like to take a moment, and uh, Mary, if I can, we have somebody else who's joined the call who has, I'll say, kind of stepped into a role incredible way uh, to continue to have the legacy that Joel's given us and a, a model and also someone who has the he has the qualifications but he has the heart and his wisdom and insight is just tremendous hello Rick Reese I know you're on the call um He's in a meeting. He was coming out of a meeting so he could join us. So we might have to. Maybe he'll jump. He might be in the middle of something. I know he's in talking right now with the president of the surge organization. So that was scheduled at noon today. So he was going to come on. Like, well, so I'm sure he'll jump on here in a minute or two. Um, you know, I can remember one time. This is when and I were driving. This is an early. We were. I think we were maybe married a year, almost a year. It was winter time, and we were Joan, Honest, and Lynn and I were down in Pennsylvania, down in uh, oil country, and uh, we were going through these small towns. I think down there, Dubois, Pennsylvania, and we were driving along, and we we're on the back highways, and we were flying along pretty good. It was snow-covered road, and um, Joel was following me, and I was going over the speed limit, and Joel was following me. Well, guess what? That never happened again because <laughs> Joel got pulled over. And uh, I'm just telling you, we, we, in the future, what I realized is that he was my leader, my mentor, and I had to learn to trust that he was going to get us there where we were going, and he did that day too. He got us there safely, but I'll never forget that. That just stands out. It was like a bright, bright day. The, the, the sun was just beaming, you couldn't see out the sun beaming out, jumping off the, the snow and the piles along the road and stuff. And uh, it's just an experience that I, I remember forever in life. And uh, it helped me to understand that when you are learning something and you have a leader, to trust them. Because he's never going to do anything that's going to, uh, that wouldn't be in our best interest. And I saw Joe and Artis do things, they did things for our benefit. Sometimes it was absolutely personal. They did things when we had some low points in our life. Do you know who was there? My family wasn't even there for us, but Joe and Artis were there for us. And I'll just tell you that uh, what Joe taught me is about loyalty, about being there, about finding a way to at least share a sense of caring. And, you know, I've heard it said something like, people will do anything if they know how much you care. That's really what's important, and that's what I think the Hope Collection stands for more than ever. We have people on this call that just, I can tell, want something about all of them, that I recognize the name. So, oh, I guess I've just been... 
Okay. I'm getting I'm getting messages and, and instructions that is described to me from what I'm saying, and so it's causing a problem. So I think Rick is Hello? going to try and join us again. Rick, Hello? you're there. I was just I sharing about. <laughs> oh, thank you. Welcome so much, Rick. Glad I know you had another important meeting. And uh, we we are grateful that you're able to join us today. I was just sharing a, a little thought that that I was asking, and, and people understand that when we become leaders, we also understand that we have leaders that lead us too, and we have to learn to trust them. And when we get distracted, it's easy to get distracted, and then we don't get our message across. So, Rick, thank Amen. you for joining. Yeah, I'm us. actually in the other meeting. I just wanted to jump over just to just to say hi and, and just to let you know that, uh, boy, appreciated is is not even a word for Joe. And uh, just to recognize him and to recognize his leadership and to recognize artists and, uh, and just the relationship that, uh, that, that we, I believe, still have. And uh, but helping others by helping them help others. And I uh, just wanted to share one of the greatest lessons for me was the the role model of servant leader. You know, Joel, he didn't just talk servant leader. He was, um, he epitomized, you know, the role model of being a servant leader. And to be able to remind us, you know, even if we drifted outside of it, to explain to us, okay, this is what a servant leader is all about. And I remember in uh, on Burl Walk's show, uh, just hearing Joe talk about the whole collection. And, and I would say to myself, I want to be a part of that. You know, just just listening to him speak and how he explained the Hope Collection and, and how to pay it forward. And uh, that was the first time I heard of the movie, you know, Pay It Forward. And uh, I, I was so impacted that I actually went back and watched the movie. And I said, I got it. And then just the example through all the folks that are part of Hope, who have the who walk as servant leaders, and who all are just walking in that mode of who can I serve? How can I pay this forward? What I have, and and to be around people who believe that service is the key, and being that Christ example of servant leadership. You know, there's nothing like it. You know, there's nothing like it. And that was set by Joel. And, um, and of course, hearing the story of Hope and how the name Hope came about. And, um, and of course, artists and just uh, just what who she is. And, um, and just the story of her, as Joel would describe the story of her and the love that they have. And, and artists, I know you remember when you and Joel met Brenda and I at uh, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brunswick, Georgia. You guys drove up. We drove down from South Carolina at the time. And what a meeting. And yeah. uh, Joel, Joel and I, we were just talking, 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 and Brenda and Arnold was just talking, talking, talking. They was talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about them. <laughs> and, uh, but just the love that uh, that we have in this organization but I got to jump back on this other meeting. Just wanted to just switch over Thank real quick, you. and I had to share share about Thank my buddy Joel and 
and how he's impacted and continues to impact my life. So God bless everybody. Okay, we'll see you. Love, much love. Well, I'm sorry, we're just taking a pause a moment here, I think, in between Rick coming on. Um, is there anybody else that would like to jump on and say hello? And, uh, Hi, Ron. I wanted to say something. Can you hear me? Yes, that's Victoria. You can just identify Hi, yes, I also... Hi, I also wanted to, um, I didn't get to greet um, our friend Lynn Kane. Uh, it was such an honor. Excuse me, I'm in the midst of trying to juggle all these things around me. I was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't get to greet him. So excuse me for that. Um, it's good to hear you and again. Um, I wanted to say that what the Hope Foundation means to me, it means a lot. Um, I'm grateful that um, Ron and all of you, um, Rick Reese and um, Brenda and Linda, all of you represent represent the Hope Foundation in the most positive, inspiring way. Um, you know, if I could speak from all of my experience so far since I met you, um, Ron, is you you and um, Linda, Auntie Linda, have been so helpful and. Um, just with everything and so giving and caring and generous and kind and displaying and demonstrating all of these things, um, which I really greatly appreciate. Um, It's always good to see and um, be around others who wish you well. Um, um, I was going through something. I had to go to Philadelphia to bury my, my baby brother and um, Auntie Linda, Uncle Ron, and everybody was just so supportive and helpful, and it means, meant a lot to me, and I'll always remember it. I'm getting a little emotional, but I'm thankful. Thank you. Victoria, thank you. Thank you, Victoria, for sharing that. You know, yes, we just, we, go ahead, it was nice of you to, uh, to, to make the nice comment there, Victoria. God bless you, and I'm honored to be a part of your organization by just being part of the show. So keep on doing your wonderful work. Your courtesy, your kindness means a lot to everybody. So keep up your good work. God bless. Thank you. Yes, You're thank you, Victoria. I have a question. Is uh, Bob Oakley on the call by any chance? I don't see his phone number on the dashboard. So perhaps he, he's, um, Bob is like me. We're both doing a little bit of healing up here. He, he broke his leg, and uh, I had some little problem a week ago, but I'm getting through it. His has got a, he's got a cast, and he has to go see the doctors a little more often than I do for my issue, but I'm getting better. But I was hoping Bob was going to be able to make the show today. He still might make it on. By the way, in the past, this show is usually just an hour, but um, Mary set it up so that we can extend and continue our stories, um, and um, I'm sure there's more stories that uh, you might want to share. Uh, I can remember Joel and Artis, again, I, I can't help but tell you, you got to tell these stories. Um, we were caught uh, one time, we were at one of those weekend events, getaways, business trips, and um Yes, Dr. Uh, Kelly. I was just looking at your record. Oh. The last MRI you had was 
years ago. Um, you probably should do Rick, you're still on the phone. Well, we're dealing with. Depending on what department, we're going to schedule you for another department. Yes, whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Mary, can you find it? Well, I'll follow your good guidance. Sounds good. In the meantime, you can take the train. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. Thank you very much. I couldn't find it on the screen. Um, I was going to just tell one of the stories, Joel and us. We were at a uh, uh, a resort on Grand Island. It's an island, so we were on an island resort in the middle of winter, and it was one of the coldest winters in the whole history of Buffalo. Uh, there was a terrible snowstorm. To get there, we we lived in Jamestown, New York at that time, so we had to come home. And the blizzard to get here was it was not easy. My cousin's wedding, my cousin had a wedding that weekend, and it was canceled. But we still got to the hotel, and everybody that got there, well, it was really cool. The roads got closed down. We couldn't leave the hotel. We were stuck there for a few extra days. But during that time, that was the weekend that Joel lost his father. And so he was moved emotionally, obviously, and the roads were closed. But, you know, Joel and Artis did get away and got out of the hotel, and they were escaped. For us, it turned into a, our first holiday getaway on an island. I was on an island resort with my wife. They didn't do our pool so that we got to swim and got do things. But, you know, in my mind, I just remember that Joel had experienced that night, and he was one of the keynote speakers in recognition that weekend. And... um we just remember that, that what Joel and Artis were experiencing, but they still were there for us. They managed to be able to go back and get home for, for the situation that occurred, but I remember that. And it was just the kind of, again, what it said, how they've impacted our lives, and over and over and over again. You know, Joel came to my home month after month after month after month after month, year after year after year. Drove. He used to drive. They lived down in um, Harrisburg, near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He was teaching school. Artist was teaching school too. But he would drive up to Buffalo, New York, during the middle of the week. He'd get out of school. Artist would pack him a lunch or something, and he'd head up here. And we would get here, and we would be sitting down to talk. And we did. That's all we did, because we, we had we were trying to build some things at that time, and Joel was there to help us. He never once complained. He never once said that. What, what happened? Why didn't you do this? Why did you? Never once. We would feel so guilty because we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve. So when he got there, things could happen. I'm sharing this because I want everybody else to know that you can't control other people. All you can do is control you and how you react. And we had to learn how to act when you don't have the kind of success that you think you should have or you expect other people to do, doesn't happen. But you know what? Joe and I Griffin never gave up on Ron and Linda Clayton. The only reason this call exists today to everybody that's here is that Joe and Artis Griffin never gave up on Linda and I. Nor will we give up on you in the same run. Because they set an example for us, for you. Well, I I just want to take a minute and thank everyone. Hi, <laughs> for all these. Hi. <laughs> um, listening to all of these stories just brings back so many memories. And 
you know, I learned so many things from my dear husband. He just uh, had uh, incredible attitude um, due to a lot of the mentors that were in his life, the importance of what we put in our heads and our minds and um, who we associate with is uh, really uh, impacting. And um, we learned that lesson through many of the mentors that we call friends today. Um, and uh, hearing these stories just brings back so many memories of um, times that we've spent with those of you that have spoken and um, just fun times that we had together as well as growing times because we all um, can continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to move uh, forward in making this world a better world. And, you know, Joel, Joel read constantly. He, he, If he wasn't reading the Bible, he was reading something um, that would just benefit him and he could pass it on to others. And, and I know that's why he developed and had the passion to um, evolve the Hope Collection into um, the areas of faith, family, food, health, housing, energy, arts, and education, um, because those areas are uh, have a lot of need for families today, and um, we can continue to pass on um, hope to a lot of people that need it today as well, and so I just want to thank all of you for um, your kind words and your sharing your experiences, and um, it really warms my heart. This is um, uh, <laughs> it's hard to put into words because um, I know that Joel is smiling <laughs> right now just knowing that he he did a small part in in so many lives and um you know he he's known for his puns and he's known for his uh leadership he's known for his um smile he's known for um his knowledge and he's known for his warmth but um he's also known as a great father and also a wonderful husband and caring mm-hmm. husband and um, you know, he, he set an example for our family, and I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, there's a, a, a little uh, saying that says, life is like a camera. Just focus on what's important and capture the good times, develop from the negatives, and if things don't work out, just take another shot. And I know that that's what he did because when there were times that – were challenging times we dealt with it he dealt with it and through faith and prayer he moved on from it and that's a great example for uh, a father and a husband so um, I just want to thank you all for your kind words um, that live in my heart forever thank you we love you Iris thank you so much Thanks for letting us continue and carry on. And, you know, you talk about the family and, and you know, you got the baseball team there uh, with uh, 
Josh and Katie and Quinn and your new husband and the life and what how they impact your children impacted us. And I just wanna remember Quinners on her little bicycle when she had her pot stand little sweatshirt on and we were babysitting. You and Joel had to go someplace special and Artis, you let Linda and I babysit Quinn that day and uh, spend the day with her, and it was just incredible. That was in Clifton Springs, New York, when you at that time lived oh up goodness. in New York. And uh, mm. don't forget, never forget that. Um, the birds, you had barn swallows, and she was riding her little bike underneath the barn swallows. We couldn't get near her because those barn swallows chased us out. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just incredible how detailed of how your life affected ours. You allowed us to get close to your family so that we could be apart. We were there when Josh and Katie got married. Those are special moments that were special to us, too. You shared your family, and we love it when people allow Linda us to do that because we have to adopt kids. We give them back, mind you, but we do like to adopt them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All, all of all the people that have been on here today and just um, just those that have reached out in times of need for us, um, we're just so grateful for uh, friendship and examples that you all have been. So um, with that, I'm going to close out because I have another engagement I need to take care of. And <laughs> I appreciate your well, time you. and everything. So... We'll be in touch. Love you all. Thank, Thank you, you. Love you. Love you bye too. bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Arlette. Well, guys, I just want to thank everybody that came was on the show today, and even if you weren't speaking, you were at least sharing, hearing what you were receiving to learn about Joel. I hope I hope you got a little piece of understanding of why. Joel was so under conviction to serve and be a servant and pass that on. You know, the whole theme, that's why we created the theme, helping others by helping them help others. And they lived that life, and so they're still living it. You know what's really great? You guys are part of what was to what is and what's going to be. So we have the past, now, and the future. Now we're together. We join arms and hands. We work together to build it up and build each other up at every chance we get. And, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do something that sometimes is dumb. You know, I watched a bunch of football games yesterday, and there were a lot of football teams that were really dumb. You know what? Sometimes we're like those teams. We could be there the high. You know, the football players are the highest paid athletes in the world. And they're the most trained, and they're the most coddled, and they get the best of everything, and they get the most of everything, most of them. And sometimes they just they don't perform. I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. They lost yesterday. I was happy, but you know what I was happier about? The Saint Louis, uh, the Phoenix Cardinals beat them. The worst team in the league beat them. Because last week everybody said the Dallas Cowboys were the best there is in the world. Guess what, folks? If anybody ever said that about you, you are. And understand this. It doesn't matter what else happens. You still are. And that's what we want you to know. At every juncture, at every step along the way, 
that we believe in you and that this whole thing is about believing in each other. Not everything goes right all the time. But you know what? Things can go right more often when we just become more humble and accept the fact that we're led by a great God who said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's who we put our trust in. And I thank you today for another time when, Mary, you've just done an incredible job lining up another great day of being able to offer and serve the community and the world. And thank you so much. I'll let you close it out, Mary. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, I was muted. (laughs) I'm coming. I was muted. Oh, you're back. I had to move. (laughs) I'm back. Well, great. Well, I was just saying that in one. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just passed it off to you. I said, well, if you'd like to close us out today, (laughs) I would appreciate it if you would do that. Not a problem, sir. So you've heard today where we came from and the, the legacy that was left behind. That is our starting point and where we're going to end up in the future. The whole point of today's show was one to honor a great man, but also to give you a origin of where we started from and what our mission was and still is. And as we expand, understanding why our mission won't change. The whole concept of Optimize My Life and the Hope Collection is to be able to empower everybody to help others and keep the cycle going to make the world a better place. If it's through the Golden Rule Society and places of help to the kindness clubs and the kindness campaigns in your schools, in your churches, in your communities, and being able to teach individuals that have forgotten what kindness means, which is the whole point of the motto and the mission of the Hope Collection and Optimize My Radio, which is helping others to help others. (coughs) And as we progress in advance with technology, we're adding in TV programs based off of our radio shows to help you live a better life through nutrition, through mental health services, through education for families who are struggling, through resources in helping with job training. The sky's the limit. But I want you never to forget the roots of where we started from and where we're going, and that is to help others. So spend the day, and I'm issuing a challenge to everybody, to take one step every day to do one random act for somebody else. If it's something as simple as seeing a piece of garbage on the ground, picking it up, to holding the door open, to just smile or nod at somebody, because you never know what that other person is dealing with and how that little act could change their, their trajectory of their life. It could make their day and help them who are struggling on the inside just because they don't show it on the outside. Well, Mary, since you are such a a great, great leader and a great mother 
you're a great teacher, you're a great leader in terms of being a counselor because although you are trained and certified in certain areas, then you do, you're great at it. You've taken it a step further and you're using your skills to carry on the legacy of hope that Joel had prayed that we would do. It's why, you know, there were there were some folks that really their answer when Joel had left us, their idea was that well, we probably just go away. You know, there's nothing more we can do. And instead of folding our tent, we've done just the opposite. And I got to tell you, and I want everybody on the call to realize it and know it, that without your expertise, your heart, your conviction, your your accountability, we wouldn't have this organization running like it is today. And you, we are, you are appreciated at every level. And I thank you again. You're going to make me try Barry. to keep it up. Thanks, sir. <laughs> Rick, do you want to, anything else you want to share? Lance? Yes, sir. Would you like to share one of your stories when you and Burl and Joel used to run that show, the Burl Walk, uh, Burl's World, I think it's called? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's been tugging at the heartstrings, ladies and gentlemen, to just to listen to hear, listen and hear about the wonderful history of Mr. Joel Gripping and all the, the wonderful things he has done in this world, in this his life, and helping to make it a better world. And he was a, a, a master at uh, kindness. And we have instituted that, that with a kindness campaign. And it's going nationwide and worldwide. And it goes like this, ladies and gentlemen, with a kindness and love and hope in your heart for peace in the world. Treat others the way you want to be treated, truthfully, with dignity and respect. It's following the good Lord's, what they call the 12th commandment, which says, share the love that I give you with others. Very strong, very powerful, very helpful, and that's the way it goes. Just be kind to others. Wherever you meet them, whoever they are, whatever you do, be kind. And with that, I'll say so long for now, Ron and Linda and all the nice people that are on the show. I could go on and on, but that's the way it goes. So take good care. God bless and again and again, be kind. Bye-bye for now. Over to you, Ron. Well, thank you, Len. Our, our mailman, our postman just came to our door. I love it on Tuesdays. And I love it at the beginning of the week because that's when we receive checks from our resources or use. We utilize an organization called Third 365. And, you know, traditionally when we're on the show on Monday or Tuesday, that postman comes, and I just love it. And uh, so we have to go make a deposit. One time that happened, and uh, I had to go to the bank, 
and I'm just using this as an example, that's how I met Kim and Victoria and the rest of the Buffalo clan here. And it never would have happened had I not had to take one of these checks over. We have almost all our banking done electronically, but there's one thing I never I never want to do electronically. I want my check to come to me mm-hmm. so I can see it and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blessing. I also received um, a former uh, governor of um, Alabama. Um, his name is, um, yeah. What's his name? The old guy there, he's an old guy. Mike Huckabee. He is working with a company that produces, it's called the Kids Guide. And this week's edition is a Kids Guide to the American Dream. And it's a cartoon little magazine for kids. And it has highlights. In this case, today's highlight is the American Dream. So there's there's stories that are told. And did you know, and that's Abraham Lincoln, the uh, introduction to the American Dream. What is the American Dream? The Declaration of the Independence, of course, the big, the original big American Dream. The founder's idea for a dream for America, owning land, successful business, opportunities of the future, um, inspiration, how uh, having a dream inspires you. Um, the dream around the world, a symbol, symbol of freedom. And so here's there's a dream for everyone. Um, here's the story about Martin Luther King, how Martin Luther King, Luther King, he had a dream, didn't he? I know I don't have to say that at the minute I open my mouth when I say Martin Luther King. You know what I'm going to say next because the famous words from his lips were, I have a dream. And he had a dream of how we could be, and that's what we're working towards. And we'll never stop doing that. That's a life dream. We got a series of articles about um, wonderful uh, American dreamers. Um, we've got uh, living the American dream. We have a, a, a little story, a place for kids to write a story. Then there's a glossary of words. So like if a child they'll get some new words like perseverance, standard of living, free market, ideal, self-made, equality. We have these words that are so a child can learn. You can hear this. I get these every week. I collect them. I send many of them out. But if you want to, I'll give you the address another time, and we'll give you if you want to subscribe for it. it doesn't cost much, but boy, I'm telling you, it's powerful, and we can educate our kids and ourselves. And ourselves, yeah, we learn things ourselves. So, um, Rick, if you're back, just want to see if I want to turn it over to you, or if there's anybody else. That would like to share something before we close up. Why don't you do, take a moment and why don't you do that? Well, I guess today we've, we've hit our limit. I don't know. There's still a couple calls still of phone numbers that are still listed on the dashboard. Uh, before I, before we close the show out, would anybody like to offer any other uh, thoughts for the day? Um, well, I just well. want to remind everybody that tonight is minoring to the majors with Gavin, rising to the majors with Gavin John at 8 p.m. Eastern. And he talks about motivation and how Struggles in life happen. 
things don't always work out the way you plan for them to work out, but how faith helps you expand where you're going and helps pick you up when you're struggling. He's a great author. He's a great he's a great baseball player. In fact, he's going to, he's been called back for next season. The season's over for his league, but he's going to be coming back, and he has a very strong chance of making it back to the majors this coming spring. So we're going to be pulling for uh, Gavin, and I encourage people to go to his uh, the same phone number. You're calling in right now. You just use it to call in tonight, eight o'clock. Correct, Mary. Correct. 8 o'clock Eastern time. All right. And then at 9 o'clock, um, Rick Reese has Marketplace Ministries. And that's a prayer group. And you're welcome if you want to. It's a group of people who are building businesses and they're trying to utilize Scripture and guiding their life in prayer. Come on board and use. That's a different phone number I can give to anybody who wants to call me. I have a call coming in that I need to take, folks. So I've got to. Well, guess what? They hung up, so I'll, I'll try to reach them afterwards. But otherwise, Mary, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down from this end. Is that okay for everybody? Sounds great to me. Very All good. Right. Good. Very good. Have a great day, everybody. God bless. God bless. Take good care. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs>